The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. When the television came on the scene in the early 1900s, many immediately embraced it. But it was written of that time that thoughtful men were troubled by it. So there's two groups. Many embraced it immediately, and thoughtful men were troubled by it. So the others that just embraced it, embraced it without thought, without thinking, without reflection. And yet, those who were thinking were troubled, and I would guess that they were continued to be troubled. But if that's the case of thoughtful men, where are the thoughtful men today? It was our lady who just said yesterday. To pray to stop all the evil plans which the devil offers you through modernism. If those same thoughtful men could jump into the future to where that would go to what they were troubled about to see what they see today, 
What would you think they would think? Right. They would be thinking. If there's anything our lady's coming here for is to get you thinking, to get you reflecting, to look over your life and your decisions and where you are and why you are what you are and where you are at this moment, both financially, spiritually, headed eternally, all these things our lady wants you to stop and meditate on. Prayers about that. Yes, conversation with God, but also sometimes just being quiet. Sometimes just going in adoration and just sitting there. Don't say anything. Don't think anything. Let it come to you. We picked a message yesterday or a day before yesterday. It says, I give you my motherly benediction. It said, I bless you with the benediction of a mother. Pray every day and confide yourselves to my son Jesus. That's what I was just saying. Conversation with God. Confide everything to him. And she continues, in this way, you will understand what God asks of each of you. So these thoughtful men, they were troubled in their conscience because they were probably reflecting on this. What bearing does this have on morals? What bearing does this have on the culture and society? Where would it lead us? I can tell you, TV does not do for religion what it does for the devil. A lot of religious broadcasting is out there. Our Lady says, denounce the television. I see farters about throwing your TVs away. And you say, oh, but for, for religion, for Our Lady, for all this medium, it, it doesn't work in the same way. And we would be better off without it. Leave it and walk and start reading. Reading that brings you to reflection. Reading that will make you contemplate this modernism. Do you think it's possible that Our Lady said evil plans which the devil offers you through modernism doesn't encompass what television has done for the world? It's invaded every culture. It affects every culture and the thought and the civilizations and the way they live, their, their traditions, everything's in it. It's been the biggest medium that has destroyed all civilizations or at least damage them throughout history. So Our Lady said on February 13, 1986, Dear children, this Lent is a special incentive for you to change. This is what Our Lady said yesterday in her message, the 25th. The fight against temptations and all the evil plans which the devil offers you through modernism. Be strong in prayer that evil may not use you or conquer you. What has been used to conquer people and people and masses of people across the world? What do they follow? She says, I'm, follow me. I'm leading you. She says, I'm with you. And yet, we follow in the pattern of these thoughtful men, what they were troubled by, that we are in acceptance and not be troubled by. Our Lady says on this continued message of February 13th, start from this moment. Turn off the television. You can't be any clearer than this. Oh, okay, you might say, but this is just one of the miscellaneous messages. No, this was formation of the village of Medjugorje. These are the Thursday messages. This is everybody that's involved with Medjugorje has to go through this formation to progress to the next one, which was the monthly messages, and on to the second of the month messages. 
It can't be any clearer. Turn off the television. What about good shows? Or even something religious? That doesn't do for you what it does by reading. Reading is proactive. I see far the book. You need to get that, and you'll understand it. And you'll throw your TV out afterwards because it's very clear you receive this in a passive way, not proactive like reading. Reading is different than watching TV or a movie. I mean, he says, turn off the television and renounce. What do you renounce? What does an exorcist do? He renounces what? The devil. And what did he say? The evil plans which the devil offers you. Through what? Through modernism. What brought on modernism? What was the main two? What is the king? What's the most high of modernism? What do you even have on your phone but little TVs? Television is the father of the birth of all these things. And it can't be by chance that a lady said during Lent, let this be an incentive, not just to give it up for Lent, let that be the incentive for you to start your change. In other words, when you change, you don't go back. So this isn't okay. She's asking for us to give up television for Lent. And then after Lent's over, because we gave it up like we do sweets or sacrifice, we can go back to it. No, this Lent is a special incentive for you to change. Start from this moment. You don't go back from what you changed from. And what does she say how to change and what to do? Turn off your television because you can't change if you're going to keep this medium, even for religious purposes, because you're watching other things. And even what it does for evil, it will not do for good. And you can get everything from a book that you can get much better than you can from the television, even if it's religious. And renounce various things that are of no value. What is the television? It's put in the context of no value. She just said that. Well, you said, well, she said various things. Well, you got a lot of spinoffs from television. Turn off the television, she says, and renounce various things that are of no value. That is saying the number one thing of no value is television. There is no value for that compared to what you can have in a way of life that she offers you through the messages. We're TV free. Our kids here have grown with skills. Cognition, experiences, prayer, obedience, falling, knowing where to go back to because there's no gray line. It's a black and white when they do go on the wrong side of things. They've got a clear conscience of what is good, what is bad, and not a gray zone that the television gives to you. So turn off the television and renounce various things that are of no value. Dear children, I'm calling you individually to conversion. You can't go through the process of conversion. With you having the TV in front of you and the news of the world and all these things. I even said, don't watch the news. Because afterwards, she said, quote, do not watch the news or read the newspapers because afterwards your heads are full of facts and you can no longer pray. What happens to you? Well, she said yesterday what happens. Many hearts, this is, of course, March 25th, 2015, a fresh message, fresh from heaven. If you think this 1986 message is too antiquated for you today, and our lady's not up at the times, and she's changed our messages up with the progression of these 33 years to fit everybody's needs, like millennialists who, who have a mixed religion now, who have bad teachings in them because they adopt everything and everything's compromised. 
she said yesterday freshly. Many hearts have shut themselves to grace and have become deaf to my call. Who's listening to my call? Who is my, Our Lady? What is the call? The call from Medjugorje to the messages. And if you cut that off, you're deaf to it. Who's been deaf to it? Except if they're deaf, they never heard it. The people who are going to become deaf, she says, and have become deaf, used to listen to those messages. This is Medjugorje people she's talking about. This is you who don't pay attention to Medjugorje or partial or compromise it, or the people who've gone to Medjugorje you know and no longer have a part in it. She says, many have shut themselves to grace. You're cutting yourself off of grace. You become deaf to the messages. You don't hear my call because you want your television. You want your electronics. You want the birth of all those things that came from the TV. We're TV free and we are free to live. Many watch it. We live life. Life is not on television. This Linton, you need to think about this. Meditate. You download free a copy of IC4. You, if you're not deaf, will throw your TV out. And you will begin to live life instead of watching it. It's liberating. It's freedom. And it's beautiful. It gives way to beautiful life and to individual conversion. You cannot convert keeping this thing fully. Partially you can. But if you're only partially converted, eventually you'll shut yourself off to grace and you become deaf to the call. And you won't be able to fight against the temptations or the evil plans which the devil offers you through modernism. I says, be strong in prayer and with the cross in your hands, pray that evil may not use you and may not conquer in you. The television deposit things into you that are not good. But the rationalization we've heard, and it's addressed in ICFR very clearly about religious broadcasting. We went to that, my wife and I, we went to religious broadcasting. We got a satellite dish after we started reading these messages. And we realized it brought in a hundred more channels to the cable. And there's much more things interesting than what even EWTN or somebody may have on. And so we watched less of that. And much of it was not near as dramatic and put together as well as the other broadcasting, secular broadcasting, or just simple history. It just took us from prayer. It wasn't necessarily just bad things. It took us from a prayer life. It took us from being outside. It took us from uh, being able to see conversion and where conversion needed to lead us. I'll end this with this message. This season is for you. I want to read it one more time in its entirety that you get this. And read it in the context that yesterday he says, many hearts have shut themselves to grace and have become death to my call. You can't have both mediums in your house. You need the medium of the messages or the television. You say, well, I can do that. She just said, turn it off. Well, when you turn it off, what are you going to do with something? Are you going to make a, a flower box on top of it or something? If you turn it off, and she said to change, which means to permanently be off, why keep it? We literally have thousands of people that have thrown away the televisions after reading that far. Dear children, if you want to look this up on the Thursday message, formation for the message, this was fundamental, foundational, and this is the, the only message I said about television. I already don't mention many of the things or the products that cause the sin. Television is the number one thing she has mentioned. February 13, 1986. Dear children, this Lent is a special incentive for you to change. Start from this moment. 
turn off the television and renounce various things that are of no value. Dear children, I am calling you individually to conversion. This season is for you. Thank you for having responded to my call. Have you responded? Are you like those who have heard that message and say, well, you know, that's okay. After all, she's not after us to do it. Yes, she is. You say, oh, what about even the broadcast of Medjugorje? What's doing? These things get in the way. We're there praying and and the TV camera's right in your face. Our motion picture or video is nothing compared to a still picture. Look at something from the 1920s, black and white, a man working on the Panama Canal or something like that. You can meditate on that. You can look at that. One thing we have here is our photography has depth to it. We don't just look at a picture. Maria, we make her photograph albums of different things we do in the community. And when she's with us in pictures, and we have a lot, if you go to her house, she pulls them out. She shows them to all the priests, to the bishops, everybody. Uh, she often uses this as, as a lead on in the conversation about these messages. Uh, she may have five or six or seven photograph albums there in, in some place and another place of, of just Caritas and what we do. But when we first present one to her, I watch her, and I've seen her after she's had one for, for a year or two or three years. She looks at these pictures. I've studied her face. She goes in depth in the picture. Where most people go through an album, they're just going one and the next, they flip the page, they flip the page. She stares at these pictures, and it kind of, at first when I noticed this, it, I was marveling at that. You know how she stares at his face. She's going in depth of the picture. What's going on? What are these people? What are they thinking in, in their hearts? Why are they doing what they're doing? What is the scene about? She reads the picture. And I can tell you, I started doing that when I look at photographs and there's things I read into it, much more depth, what was going on at the time. And you can do this with anything historic. It's much deeper and there's something much more proactive with it than reactive and passive so we have a whole group of people today that have so many different truths that they can't understand what is truth this was written by a young female christian evangelical it's entitled how the new christian left is twisting the gospel peek behind the curtain of some progressive or hip evangelical churches past the savvy technology and secular music, and you will find more than just a contemporary worship service. You'll find faith leaders encouraging young evangelicals to trade in their Christian convictions for a gospel filled with compromise. They're slowly attempting to give evangelicalism an update, and the change is not for good. The sad truth is, that the ideological gulf between America's evangelical grown-ups and their kids, a.k.a. the millennials, seems to be widening too. Somehow the blame for this chasm is being heaped on traditional churches. They are focused or accused of having too many rules as well as being abominable, phobic, and bigoted. Yes, we've heard those false claims from popular culture in its desperate attempt to keep Christianity imprisoned within the sanctuary walls. But now popular culture is being aided by Christ-professing bedfellows whose message to coexist, tolerate, and keep out of it 
is more marketable to the rising generation of evangelicals. The seasoned Christian soldiers are noticing these distortions of the gospel, but for young evangelicals, the spiritual haze is harder to wade through. Desperate for acceptance in a fallen world, many young evangelicals and some older ones choose not to take Christ out of the chapel, and so they are unwittingly killing the church's public witness. In this uphill cultural battle, mired by scare tactics and fear, three types of evangelical Christians are emerging. Number one, couch potato Christians. These Christians adapt to the culture by staying silent on the tough culture and faith discussions. Typically, this group will downplay God's absolute truths by promoting the illusion that neutrality was Jesus' preferred method of evangelism. Number two, cafeteria-style Christians. This group picks and chooses which scripture passages to live by, opting for the ones that best seem to jive with culture. Typically, they focus solely on the nice parts of the gospel while simultaneously and intentionally minimizing sin, hell, repentance, and transformation. And number three, convictional Christians. In the face of the culture's harsh admonitions, these evangelicals refuse to be silent. Mimicking Jesus, they compassionately talk about love and grace while also sharing with their neighbors the need to recognize and turn from sin. I know about these three types of Christians because at one time or another I have fallen into each of these three categories. My parents would tell you that even though I was raised in church, I morphed into a full-fledged feminist, told my parents they were ignorant for not endorsing abomination, and bought into the distorted social justice rhetoric that confuses caring for the poor with advancing socialist or big government systems and demonizing the United States for its free market system. Research tells us that evangelicals are drifting further away from the orthodox truths their parents and grandparents held dear. Our churches have rarely, if ever, faced the exodus we are seeing today. This will have a direct effect on the spiritual and moral values that will shape the nation in the coming years. That is why it is urgent that concerned Christians start acting now before the situation gets worse. I offer you a glimpse into the world of a 20-something who sees thousands of young evangelicals being spiritually and emotionally targeted on Christian university campuses, in college ministries, and at churches nationwide by a growing liberal movement cloaked in Christianity. Faith and culture will continue to collide in America. The culture wars, the growth of family, the success of missions, the prosperity of our great nation, the future rests on millennial evangelicals' worldview. And that is cause for concern because something has gone wrong with young evangelicals' theology. The millennial generation susceptibility to feel-good doctrine is playing a big part in America's moral decline. Millennials' religious practices depend largely on how the actions make us and others feel, whether the activities are biblical or not. For example, we only attend churches that leave us feeling good about our lifestyle choices, even if those choices conflict with God's clear commandments. We dismiss old hymns that focus on God's transforming salvation, love, and mercy, and adopt for Jesus is your boyfriend songs. Or we contribute to nonprofits that exploit and misuse terms such as justice, 
oppressed, and inequality because tweaking the language makes us feel more neutral, less confrontational. Popular liberal evangelical writers and preachers tell young evangelicals that if they accept abortion and abominable marriage and then the media, academia, and Hollywood will finally accept Christians out of fear of being falsely dubbed intolerant or uncompassionate, many young Christians are buying into theological falsehoods. Instead of standing up as a voice for the innocent unborn or marriage as God intended, millennials are foregoing the authority of Scripture and embracing a couch potato, cafeteria-style Christianity, all in the name of tolerance. This contemporary mindset is what Diedrich Bonhoeffer, the German theologian, whose Christian convictions put him at odds with the Nazis and cost him his life, called Cheap Grace. In his book, The Cost of Discipleship, Bonhoeffer wrote, Cheap Grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism without church discipline, communion without confession, absolution without personal confession. Cheap Grace is is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ, living and incarnate. Right now, cheap grace theology is proliferating around evangelical Bible colleges, seminaries, and Christian seminaries. The trend away from biblical truth is not concentrated in the hipster city limits. It is unfolding in the crevices of America's plains, hills, mountains, and swamplands all across this nation, Old-fashioned, conservative evangelicalism is being traded in for a bright and shiny, mediocre Christianity. What will surprise you is how much young evangelicals actually crave honest discussions about abortion, feminism, radical Islam, and other issues. If America's evangelicals disengage from the public square and fail to engage the rising generation of Christian leaders, then we risk losing our public voice then our religious liberty, then liberty altogether. It is imperative that those in a position to influence millennials have transparent and honest discussions about the culture wars evangelical youth are already engaging. Otherwise, they will be silent and accepting in the face of persecution and false doctrine. We must offer sorely needed leadership. But before we can do that, we need to know exactly whom and what we are up against. And so a lady wants to lead us to conversion, but she can't because people are deaf to it. But they're not deaf walking around in modernism. They're listening to things. They're listening to the world, what it tells them. And much of it is is through mediums. Mediums and prodigies that the devil has on television. But you know what happened just two months after February 13, 86, when a lady says to turn off the television, to renounce it? Then goes on and says, it's of no value. And that word, it's of no value. Don't lump it in because she says, and various things of no value, because that's how she said it, but she said this first in reference to television. Renounce it, and various things of no value. So you won't think I'm misquoting. I want to I want to read exactly the quote. Turn off the television and renounce various things that are of no value. Television is no value. That's what's wrong with these millennialists. They've been raised with this. They're indoctrinated with soft truth. A little mushy of everything, all kind of perspectives. But what about people who came into the television scene back in the 80s, like in communist Yugoslavia? What were they thinking? 
Well, two months later, on April 17th, 1986, they questioned Our Lady. I don't mean asking questions. They were questioning her statement about television and evidently more conversation that we don't have documentation of about newspapers. That this was too difficult. So even they, not even indoctrinated as we are now today with modernism, questioned Our Lady. Like as if she was not right. This is not right. To the prayer group which questioned Our Lady's advice regarding watching television and reading newspapers as too difficult. They didn't want to give it up. They're seeing the mother of God. They didn't want to stop. Our Lady says, if you look at the programs, if you look at the newspapers, your heads are filled with news, and then there is no longer any place for me in your hearts. What happens if you continue to do that? You become deaf to Our Lady's call. You can't listen to both. Some of the visionaries, some of the Lucretius went to college and lost a lot of what they had from Our Lady because they had another voice teaching them theology and teaching these things. And to their detriment, it's a hard thing to say, but it's a truthful thing. Even Mariana admitted she lost apparitions in the beginning because of she went to the college, and she immediately corrected that statement, but she did say it long ago. I've always felt that. And why did she why did she change that? Because it might hurt people's feelings, or it might be something you should say, you shouldn't say that. You can't say that about intellectualism. I believe it to be so. I believe it that Yvonne went to to the seminary and got out because of these things. Because you're either going to learn from the world, you're going to learn from the universities, or you're going to learn from a lady. And so a lady says, you follow me. You listen to me. So these mediums have to go out of your life. Television is a waste of time. Television does not do for good what it does for bad. And television needs to be turned off. We're a testimony over 20 years being without that. If you can't afford the book I see for, you call here. We'll give you a copy of it because now's the time to renounce these things and you don't really realize what awaits you. And materialism is also a big portion of what television offers to you. And there are many people who that have been led astray through that and a fall of false doctrines that have led them into debt and various things that keep them in slavery. And part of Medianomics has been to open your eyes to an understanding of how you can have freedom and the freedom that Our Lady wants to give. And so for those of you that are looking to exchange your money that you have now for something that you might be able to keep safe until you can get to a simple way of life, you can contact Frank. Frank is normally on the show. He was not able to be with us today. But for those of you who want to get in touch with Frank, you can reach him toll free at 877-936-7686. Again, that's 877-936-7686. His email is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. That's globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And the website is globalsilverinvestors.com with general information. So act on this immediately. Don't wait. Your future's at risk. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.